Hey everyone, it's Teresa Judice, and I'm so excited to announce that Namaste Bitches are going on tour. What, what? Oh my gosh, Teresa and Melissa Feaster, that's me. We are bringing the party to Fillmore, Silver Springs on Friday, November 11th. So get your tickets now at LiveNation.com. It's the Namaste Bitches live and in person in D.C. How dope is that? We can't wait to see you. Namaste Bitches live in D.C. Get your tickets now at LiveNation.com. Hey guys, so welcome back to the pod. So before we get started on today's topic and talk a little bit of update, I want to mention that actually, so next week there, there aren't going to be any new episodes and uh, that is because I'm going to be gone for this road trip, which I'm going to be talking about in a little bit about it and uh, it's going to be like I will be still driving along the way and even if I edited it in before, beforehand, I'm not sure if I would be able to make it. So yeah, next week there won't be any episodes, but I will be back the following week for sure. And that's probably going to be an <laughs> important episode, I think. And uh, I will mention to you guys. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not, even, I'm not even sure if I'm ready for that episode. I keep saying it. I feel like at last episode, I also mentioned that too. But I'm not even sure if I want to talk about it, if I'm ready to talk about it. But I feel like at this, it will be therapeutic for me. But also maybe it will be helpful for some other people, um, the experience that I'm going through. But yeah, that's just a little bit of announcement that no new episodes next week. Well, it's just only one episode, but no episode next week. So no new episode next week. You can uh, re-listen some episodes. And this episode that today I'm talking about, it is called Truth About Working With Brands. And if you feel like that sounds familiar, because it is, I have um, had another episode that's also titled about, um, you know, it's titled the same thing, Truth About Working With Brands as a Content Creator. This is kind of like a follow-up episode to that to talk more about it and that's what I'm gonna I think title the same thing but at just number two and I feel like I want to do these more often because I think there are some episodes that I talked about certain topic but then I, there are some things that I didn't mention maybe I can do follow-up episode to those and I really hoping that I would bring some guests to that as well I don't know it's been very very <laughs> hard to uh, work with guests and like add guests but I'm gonna try to get back to that because I do enjoy uh, having conversation with guests but I think just like it's very difficult to pull together that means I might have to find an editor for that because it just requires more editing uh, versus if it was just by myself that's the reason I think sometimes I don't do it but I am definitely trying to get back to it so we shall see on that yeah so that's the episode uh so a little bit update so as i mentioned at the beginning of the episode yes i will be going on a trip and this is going to be a road trip i have been planning on this road trip for a while now it has like honestly like i have planned the <laughs> details of the trip very last minute i'm not very last minute but like last minute ish like not like so ahead but this plan uh, this road trip has been on the agenda for a while I mean, like a while, while, like it's been like maybe four months or something, uh, because here's the initial idea. <laughs> 
<laughs> and my initially, I was expecting that when I placed the order for my car back in February. Um, in case you don't remember, I feel like I have mentioned this probably every every other episode that I bought a car, bought a Tesla. <laughs> that um yeah so i promised my dad that i will take a road trip with him i have done this before with my dad but that was uh i don't know i think 2019 or eight i think it was 2019 and that was with a rental it wasn't bad but i'm just like we definitely do want to repeat that this is going to be a little bit of a different route and um yeah i'm excited to try it i wish it was like happening at a different time not this time of my life but uh, I have promised this to my dad to do it, and I'm hoping to see I will get something good out of it. But yeah, last time I did the road trip, it was during November. It was around the time of, um, I think, Thanksgiving, and we drove to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. It was gorgeous, but 100% recommended because we did stop in Virginia. Then afterwards, I think we stopped. I'm trying to say, where else did we stop? Did we stop anywhere else? Or maybe we didn't stop anywhere else. And then we just head to Myrtle Beach. So it was definitely, um, it's a trip. It's like, I don't know, 10 hours, 11 hours, something like that. But I would say it's totally doable. And you can definitely stay somewhere overnight and continue the rest of the trip. I, I think I just tried to make it shorter because of my dad, you know, his age and everything versus if it was just someone my age, like if I was doing this with my sister, I don't think I would stop, you know, every four hours or something or stay somewhere overnight that much. But yeah, it's still a good trip. So I would definitely recommend it. But this time we are going somewhere else in <laughs> South Carolina because my older sister moved to South Carolina and uh i'm also we are also going to atlanta afterwards so i it will be interesting uh i am hoping that this will also help me just clear my head and come back and maybe um have more interesting stories to tell uh it's just been very hard because uh i have so many things going on at this time of the week just this week overall (laughs) it's very hard to process it all and i hope to share with you guys I don't know, soon. I know I keep saying it, but yeah, I hope to do that. And yeah, I'm excited to see how the road trip is. Uh, It's going to be, I feel like it's a different experience. Although it's like the same car, right? Like Tesla that I did the road trip with. But it's like this time, it's just my car. And I even recorded a car tour about like all the things I bought for the car and how I'm essentially like making it cozy and like some ways like comfortable for myself you know the feeling you know when you just like moved into a house and like first time obviously it doesn't feel like your home because you haven't decorated but once you decorate a little bit maybe not even a lot but just a little bit it starts to feel like your place and that's what I feel like with my car and I feel like that's why it would be like a bit of a different experience because I have literally everything I need in the car and I think it's going to be like hopefully different experience <laughs> plus i won't be paying for extra um, because i will pass like thousand miles or 500 miles because that's the case with rentals <laughs> they get you because i was so dumb at that time i just can't believe i missed that because i was like oh yeah it's expensive to go to south carolina at that time like i think also because i waited so last minute to book a flight so hence i was like oh let's just do a road trip but i didn't realize the cost of booking the car was not expensive. Like, it was ex- expensive-ish, but it wasn't, like, expensive-expensive. But then it was still cheaper than Hertz or other rentals. But then, <laughs> because we did this long trip, 
and I didn't realize it passed the this mileage that they give you for free you know like with some rental companies they just do unlimited but with Toro and they have each host can do their own limit and I think he only put like 500 miles then because I think I did like thousand miles or something so I had to pay extra and like that became very expensive and it was came almost the same price of like paying for a flight ticket so I was like I can't believe I did this um totally regret that that aspect not the trip but that aspect but this time it's my own car I don't have to worry about extra mileage so screw that (laughs) yeah I was so pissed about that but I feel like every single experience is a good thing to learn and that's what I try to take away from this I mean not this just this was everything in life I would say that like whenever I make a mistake I try not to make it twice because it's just like like, it's just not worth it. Like, if you have to try to learn. And sometimes I beat myself up for it so much. That is not healthy. I say this myself. And it's a Virgo in me or whatever. But I definitely try to learn. So I don't think I will ever make that mistake again. That's why sometimes, like, I would recommend. Yes, booking a car on tour is amazing. Like, you can book for lower rate and everything like that. But always do pay attention to that mileage. Because those, like, 50 cents or whatever can add up add up pretty quickly depending on how far you're going to travel that's why sometimes like you might want to book like Hertz or other companies yeah maybe it might not be as cool car but at least you have unlimited mileage that you're not going to get charged extra so yeah just a pro tip for (laughs) traveling if you want to do a road trip as a rental but yeah I think this one is going to be a bit different so let's see how it is I will definitely guys keep you posted in the following week uh, on how it goes Now let's move on to today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. So I started taking AG1 because I never really liked taking pills or vitamins and I just really wanted to take a supplement that tastes great and also it's just not pills or vitamins, maybe something in all in one and that's what AG1 is. So AG1 is consists of 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods source, superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens. So I have been using it for a while now, and I love it. It doesn't taste like super healthy. It has kind of a mild tropical taste that you can drink every day and won't get tired of. It costs you less than $3 a day, and you're investing in your health. It is cheaper than your cold brew habits. Trust me, I know. I spend probably way too much money for coffee. It is cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself and you're investing all-in-one nutritional insurance essentially. Right now, it is time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with the convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million of different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com emerging. Again, that is athleticgreens.com emerging to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. As a full disclosure, I want to put it out there that this episode is not to bash brands or the brands that I have worked with to say that like I had such a terrible experience it's not that this is more like education and experience of working with brands and 
a bit also more experience working with brands who are smaller and also the brands that are international. So I would say, <laughs> this is hard to say because I don't want to come off like rude or anything. I am, first of all, so, so grateful that I get many opportunities working with many brands. I am forever grateful for that experience and for many experiences to come along. But I would say, because I also have international audience or the reach, I guess, again, grateful for that because not a lot of people do have that. But this also comes with certain, I guess, I don't know, cons, I guess, because there are brands that are like international, right? So they come from, I mean, they reach out from Australia or like London, France, or I don't know, China, Korea. And these are great, amazing, fun. But each one has its own kind of procedure and own kind of way of dealing with things. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that America is the way to go. America is like things we do. But I do live in America, so uh, and that's what I'm used to. So it's very different. Sometimes I feel like, you know how people say like culture shock or cultural differences? And that's the same thing kind of applies when it comes to working with brands that are international. And not just like brands to have like locations in New York they or in U.S. They act different. But there are brands that like they say they have location, but they're communicating from somewhere else. They have different culture. And this is where things get a bit confusing because, hear me out. So in America or like the most American companies, right, even the small ones, they're pretty straight up, like forward. You know, they would say like, okay, um, if you want to work with you, we like your content or whatever, right? Then um, obviously first they will definitely try to lowball you if they're a small brand or whatever, you know. And I see that, you know, because they have a limited budget or whatever. So they would offer you um, gifted collaboration or whatever. Then you can try to push it or whatever. Then they would be like, okay, we have a budget. We will offer you this. If they don't have a budget, though, they would be like, okay, we don't have a budget. It's okay. This is it. This is the best we can offer. But then they will just let it go. Maybe they will try one more time, right? But they will just let it go. And that's the culture I'm kind of used to. Like, let it go, you know? Like, you can try it twice, but that's it, you know? Like, just move on but some of these brands <laughs> feel like um those like toxic relationships you might have maybe like your ex that like this never let go it's just weird they would like you would say no to them right then they would be like oh but can you do this but you're like no i don't want to do it like i just told you like that's not it and let me give you guys like example so there's this brand that first they reached out to me i think it was for youtube right uh, and they were like, okay, we are offering, uh, we will only, we, we cannot give you this because we don't have the budget. I was like, okay, that's fine. Well, I cannot do it then. Like, um, I'm sorry, this is like well below my rates. So um, they're like, oh, okay, okay, no worries. So I think it was like a month or something passed by. They reached out to me. They're like, okay, we can give you this amount because I said like the lowest I could do is this amount. And they're like, okay, we can give you this uh, for this I was like okay great that sounds that sounds great so then they're like okay this is where things also gets a bit <laughs> weird they're like oh can you send a script and stuff like that I usually do this for like TikTok and stuff you know because TikTok is very short and everything it makes sense to make a script but for a YouTube video right it's it's long <laughs> 
it's like 10 minutes video. And then I never, I never write a script for my videos. I can write an outline or whatever, but I never write a script. I, and I told him, I was like, okay, because this was an integrated video. I said, like, I, I can write the script for that two-minute portion that's going to be an ad. So they're like, okay, that's fine. Then I send the script, and they goes, and they're like, can you add this? And then I add it, and it goes back. It's essentially now, at this point, maybe sixth or seventh uh, time adjusting the script for the, that low offer that I accepted. Um, now I'm already kind of regretting that I even accepted this because I was, I said like, because I, I felt like, oh, I, I could do it. I was like, oh, it won't be bad because, you know, sometimes you have these opportunities. You're like, it's easy peasy, whatever, because it's an integrated ad and I have done it before. It's never this complicated. You just say it's in, uh, it's sponsored. You say this two minute and that's it. You never send a script or whatever. They just say you have to use these keywords and it's very clear. This brand, they were like, no, we have to approve every single word. I was like, oh, okay, okay. I'm like, it's not like you're paying that much. It's not like this is a... If it was a financial company, I would be like, okay, they're tricky. You can get sued or whatever. I understand. But this one is, no. So <laughs> after, I don't know, seventh seventh or sixth revision of this script, it's approved. Then they're like, oh, okay, we, we send you this contract. Please sign it. This is the, another part I'm just like, oh, okay, now I'm getting paid even less. Then I accept it. Like, this is the lowest I could only accept, which I'm not hating myself for it to even offer it in the first place. But now, uh, so the 9 out of 10 that I work with brands, even the times that they have, uh, like, I don't know, pay me a lot, they always pay, try to pay me in a way that I don't get to I don't get to I go I don't get charged a fee from PayPal or any other services. So as a creator I, I I'm not getting I'm not getting that money like deducted from my compensation. And that's the way it should be. In the past it was not like this, but recently not recently, I mean this past two years or whatever Every single brand I have worked with, I have gotten exactly the same amount that I have gotten. Doesn't matter if it was paid with PayPal, Zelle, or whatever, because that's the way it should be, because that's the amount you agreed on. As a business, if you're paying someone, you should include the fees, taxes that you will be paying. That's how America works. But again, this company is, I don't know, partially China-owned, although yet they have a location in like California, but they clearly don't know. In the contract, it says the payment, this includes the PayPal. And I mean like, oh, do you mean like you will pay for the PayPal? They're like, no, like it just means it will be deducted from your payment. I was like, but that's not how I usually get paid. That's like not it. They're, she's like, no, no, we, I'm sorry. It's unfortunately it's not possible. We will try to pay you as a friend if it is available so you don't get charged. I was like, okay. At this point, because I'm like, I have already spent some time. I might as well get paid for this. Then... <laughs> I haven't signed a contract and that's why I haven't, you know, created the content because uh, first thing I have learned this mistake, uh, like I made this mistake and I learned from it that like don't ever start a content or make content unless you signed a contract. So then she's like, oh, so do you have the content now? Like, can you send me the unlisted link? I was like, no, I just signed the contract now. So I haven't done anything. So why would I even do that? You know, like get your head out of the gutter. Like, I'm not trying to be a bitch, but like, you have to give some time. Like, I haven't even signed a contract, but you expect me to work already? Like, that's not how it works. Again, different culture, different method. But this is the reason I'm saying like, nothing wrong with Chinese culture or nothing wrong with like, different kind of culture, you know, you are European or whatever. But this is where the things happen. It's like, 
in America, things doesn't work out like that. You know, like it's we are not slaves or anything. Even if you are paying me the lowest amount, I will get to you when I get to you. Unless there is a there is a deadline, which there wasn't any deadline in the contract. So it was just that like there was no single deadline. If there was a deadline, I'd be like, okay, I will get to you when there is a deadline. If there is no deadline, I can take my sweet ass time. So this is where the things become so blurry, and I'm totally accepting that partially is my fault that like I gave them my lowest offer and I didn't realize how much work this would be going into it that I totally regret it and now it's like I'm even getting 10 no maybe 5% less because I might potentially get PayPal fee deducted from my compensation yeah screw myself I screwed myself uh, with this deal but my advice from this (laughs) and for my future self as well that first of all if you are going to offer a lowest rate to the brand, think twice before you're feeling bad. Be like, no, I really want to work this brand. Like, because I really wanted to work with this brand too. And also because I wanted to keep working with brands that are outside of just Instagram and TikTok. I wanted to expand that reach. So I was like, yeah. But I feel like because I got so desperate, or I was desperate, I guess I was. I was like, yeah, that's a good deal. It will be easy. It was not easy. Another thing I have learned, and this is really so true, guys. I know it sucks, but it is so true. That's the one advice I would give to new creators. When there are brands that reach out to you, uh, and especially they offer you such a small fee or small compensation, right? They are going to be the most critical and difficult clients ever. I assure you. Every single brand, I have worked with so many brands, as I said, and the brands that I have worked with that, they paid me, I mean, grand, like over multiple grands. Like, yeah, there were a couple like revisions or whatever, which again happens, but they were never difficult. Never. It was a couple things. It was never that difficult. But the brands that I worked, maybe they paid me 250, barely maybe 500. Or maybe there are the times that I got paid maybe 150, which I can't believe I accepted at that time. It was so difficult. They're like, can you switch this? Can you change that? This doesn't look good. Can you add this text? Like, amount of time I spent on those, it was not worth it. I was pretty sure that I could have, yeah, maybe I would not have uh, had a campaign in that month, but maybe next month or two, I would have gotten a better campaign that was worth over a grand, and I would not be spending my time for a campaign that only pays me 150 or $250, and I have been spending time on it every day of this week. Like, no. You have to value yourself. That's what I try to come at myself. That like, yeah, sometimes you're like, oh, I need this and I need that. But then like, no. Focus on the bigger picture. The brands that pay you more for that budget, they're going to be the easiest. The ones that are so cheap, trust me, even if they agree with you, it's it's not going to end well. The amount of time that's going to take you to get paid, it's going to be you might as well have gotten another two collaborations. That's what I'm trying to say. Don't stretch yourself too thin just because you're like, oh, I want to get campaigns every month and stuff. There are going to be months that are like, there's going to be nothing. It's going to be like crickets. I assure you, it happens. It happens to even best of us. It's not because you are a bad creator. It's not because of, you know, you don't post a lot. Definitely try to do that though. But it's not about that. It just happens. It's just... It's it's on this hamster wheel. Like it just happens. There are times that like things are so fast and there's so much going on, and there are times that 
literally nothing is going on and that is nothing to do with you it's more to do with the market industry economy so don't blame yourself would we'll just say that another thing is when they first offer you the gifted collaboration yeah it could be some brand that you absolutely love and don't get me wrong some brands i would literally sell my soul <laughs> to be on their PR list and be like, oh my God, yeah, send me. Like, I would literally do anything. Unless it's those, okay, I, I give you a pass on that. But if it is a brand that they just randomly offering you a gift and you don't care so much about it, at least try. I know it's not, <laughs> we are used to it, but at least try, just be like, yo, like, can you like, um, do you have a budget for a paid campaign? Just checking, like, do you have a budget for that? Like, they might not have it, and that's okay, but just check and ask to see if they can do something about it or they can pay something. At least just try it because you have to value your time. You have to value your work. And that's the part I always tell myself too. There are times that like in the past, I remember brands were like sending me stuff and like they were expecting me to like just like post today, post that. I was just like, no, like, yeah, you can send me free stuff that you simply said no posting required. But don't expect me to pay, like, don't expect me to, like, post it. You said it's not required. And if I want to post it, I would post it. It's just I'm saying there's definitely misconfusion and there's always, like, um, stuff. Misconception, I mean, that's why. There's always the stuff that goes behind the scenes and, like, no one seems to understand. But this is more to do with because there are, there's even some American brands also does this, too, because they're just cheap ass. But a lot of them does it. There are the Chinese brands or the brands that are international. There's always a confusion. Again, maybe <laughs> influencer marketing works so differently in Australia, in Europe, in France. But in America, it just it's more straightforward. And if when, when people say no, don't just twist it around and come back with another shitty offer. Just just go. Unless you have a budget. Don't beat around the bush because like you are wasting someone's time. And I think that's something so different in other cultures. Like I guess in other, like in America, I guess like if one time like you say no, they will try again. Maybe they can give you a better offer. But if they don't have an offer, they never reach out. That's it. But in other cultures, they like try to give you more products or whatever. Like what makes you think people want more product if they wanted to get paid? Like just get the message. Like, and don't waste people's times. You keep sending emails, you respond, you keep sending, like, that's what happens. You're wasting someone's time. Time is a different concept in Europe, for sure, I assure you. I don't know how it is in China. Maybe it's also a different concept. Uh, and in China, it's, like, way worse because in America, at least, yeah, like, time worth money, that. But in China, they're, like, time is everything. You have to be working 24-7. In Europe, it's also, like, Oh, yeah, like I'll get back to you. Then they never get back to you. It's like every time is definitely different for every culture, every industry. But like you have to understand the other side of the picture when you're working with the influencer that is in the US versus you are in the UK or something like that. There is definitely, I'm just saying, there's just always something that goes wrong sometimes. Either the payment system that like they either pay differently, they want you to do the taxes, which you don't live in that country. You don't even know how to f complete that form. There was a similar incident happened to me with this really nice company that I'm not going to say their name. I love the brand. But like, because their, um, I think PR company was located in France and they sent me this complicated form. Everything is in French. They, there was literally no word in English. So I had to use Google Translate to f like 
complete some of the forms because it has tax related, but I didn't even understand what, what am I supposed to do. Then I had to go back and forth for the past two months or so to get paid because first they were like, oh yeah, we're going to pay you with the bank account. Then they, I don't know, made some mistake or whatever, or maybe I provided wrong information for my bank. Again, it was not English. So yeah, it took like two months and finally I got paid because they connect me to some girl who knows English or better English. It somehow worked out. I'm just saying there are a lot of difficulties happens like that, but try to, um, I know this, these kind of things, it sounds like it's a lot of time consuming stuff, but this is the things you deal with when you're a content creator behind the scenes besides creating a content. Another thing I would mention, and this is the part that infuriates infuriates me. I cannot even say the word right because I'm getting angry. They say in the title or in the, I don't know, the subject of the email that it's paid, right? And you're like, oh, yes, like I can use money, you know, you always use money. And then you go in and it says affiliate. Uh, like I want to, hmm, no, I'm not going to say it. Not to say this is bad, I I made a lot of money with affiliate. Like um, I am on a bunch of networks, reward style, shop style, magic links. I don't know. There's one links, one links, something like that. They like I I make decent commission money, but that's extra thing that adds up to me. Like I don't consider that as paid. That's something I'm like, oh yeah, it's good that it comes out. But I never say that like, oh, that's how much I get paid because you can never rely on the commission. Yeah, you might have audience that buys from you, but it doesn't happen all the time. It depends on the season. It depends on what you're posting. It depends on a lot of factors. So you cannot say it's paid and it's just affiliate. But brands do that. They're like, we can offer you 50% commission. We can offer you this. First of all, I don't know if your product is good. Again, not trying to throw shade, but I don't know if your product is good. I can direct to my audience, but I'm not sure if it is good. So if it is not good, even if you give me 100% of the commission, uh, it's not going to sell. So it's not my fault. And a lot of new brands do this. They're like, oh, we give you commission or whatever. Yeah, like it could happen, but don't call it paid because that's not. Because there's a high chance that you might not get paid. Even if you did some, uh, even if some of the links or your links, uh, affiliate links actually converted, because if you don't see the back end of that system, you're never going to know if any of those links converted. And even if they converted, sometimes they hide it. So they're never going to, never even going to pay you. I'm just saying there are a lot of this sketchy stuff they do. They're like, we will pay you or we will do affiliate. And there are times that brands did that to me and they never give me the backend or whatever or analytics. So how am I supposed to know if something happened? All I know is that like you made so much money from my affiliate links and I got nothing. But you called it, it's, it's, eh, it's paid. It's paid. So be on the lookout for that. Never add that affiliate as like the only option. What I always do, and that's always recommend, this is not being greedy, it's just the way market is, and that's what a lot of people do it too. First, ask them for money, like how much your rate is, plus commission. Commission rate can depend, even if it is 5%, still accept it, it's fine, but focus more on that rate, because first cover your rate, which means that's your expense that you want to cover essentially. Then you can add your commission, and that's what I would say. 
I know it's a lot to sometimes ask from brands, but if they say no, trust me, move on to the next one. You don't want to waste your time with just affiliate and expect that you're going to get a few dollars out of it. Because I assure you, sometimes they say affiliate, right? And if they don't say the percentage, even if they have high percentage, right? If the product is only $10, 20% of that is like $2. I'm just saying, like, you're not going to be making bank out of that. Yeah, even if, like, maybe if you sold 10 of it, yeah, I guess, 20, that would make it $20. I'm just saying, like, you have to think about it on a bigger scale when it comes to affiliate. Unless those are very high-value products, don't even bother. Always add the affiliate as on top of the payment, not as the payment. And lastly, this is the last thing I'm going to say, and this just part is, like, ugh, annoys me. First, I would say I know there are many small brands out there that have no budget, and I understand that. You know, not every one of us work with Fortune 500 or these big corporations that has just unlimited amount of budget. I get that. But when you're reaching out to an influencer or whatever, right, if you think if you don't have a budget first be like we don't have a budget but i can give you product or whatever and no obligations that's the way you should be because then you cannot pay them or when you cannot offer anything else you cannot expect them to post it unless they really like it because it's just it's not it or if you do have a budget some people do this and that's why it works differently they work with agencies, then agencies reach out to us, and then we work together, and sometimes that works out without the paid par- portion, but it's through the agencies. I'm just saying. But if it is, there's no agency, it's directly with the brand, which means there is some way for them to give offer you something. But what is the part that like it's infuriates me the most is that like they offer the most ridiculous amount for like to like for as you as a creator. If I was a, such a small creator, don't get me wrong, I would be like, okay, that's something. Because I remember the first time, and I have said this to story so many times to a lot of people, that like I was getting paid like $25 for a picture. And that was I was working with Coca-Cola or Fanta. And they're like big brands or Uniqlo, like very big brands. I only got paid like $25. But the fact that like nowadays some brands have the audacity to be like, yeah, just $50 or $100. And can you post on Instagram? Like, no, are you insane? Like, are you literally insane? Like, that's just, you have to look at the numbers and you have to look at the other things. Like, it's just, that's that's when, like, things become so disrespectful and that's what I tried to say, that, like, in a way, if you want to insult someone, go right ahead, do you. But first ask them their rate, then you can see if you can negotiate. But there are also some brands that like I understand that like you really want to work with, that's a different story. And they could be like, okay, I cannot give you this or whatever. But at least at that time, brands has to understand like there's no such thing as obligation because you're not paying them or you're not paying them a lot. Because, and that's why I try to tell myself, when you're trying to agree on this low offer, expect that they, they think that this is like a paid deal and they expect so much from you. And that's where I think lines gets blurred because you're trying to help and you're like, oh, this is a good brand, but that's how much they can afford. Then don't do it. Don't do it. This is the thing I always tell to like myself, but also sometimes like when I uh, work with any brands, is that like if you don't have a budget, that's cool. Please 
let's talk in the future when you do have a budget. No hard feelings. And I have done this many times, especially this past few weeks. They're like, it is okay. I totally understand you don't have a budget. I get it. Please reach out in the future when you have one. And that's okay. Like, you don't have to do influencer marketing if you don't have a budget. Because newsflash, if you weren't doing influencer marketing, let's just say you were doing Facebook marketing or TikTok marketing, you needed money. You need money to do it. So that's the same shit applies to influencer marketing. You need money to run it. It doesn't just work with like products. You have to pay for shipping for those products. I'm just saying there's money involved either way. So you might as well offer to get something better out of it. I think this is like there's that's what I'm saying. It's like I wish that there were some rules or some guidelines that like every brand or every influencer can just follow so we can all be in the same page. But Unfortunately, industry is not that regulated, so it's, it doesn't work like that. I wish it did because my Virgo ass would be so grateful, <laughs> but it doesn't work like that. Yeah, so these are some of the experiences that I go through. And I think main reason is like this happens to me quite a bit more because I have a lot of international audience, especially the audience from Europe and like London and like London is like as part of Europe now that... I mean, they keep going in and out, so I always get confused. Uh, United Kingdom, yeah, Australia, and sometimes China is like very not so great experiences time to time. Like I feel like when it does work out, it works out fine. But then there are times that it's just like, no. I feel like gifted collaboration, yes, that's fine. But when they start asking for more for just gifted collaboration, that's where I just draw a line. I'm like, no, I don't want to do it. But yeah, this is something I deal with on a constant basis. And that's the reason I would say a lot of people even get managers or agents because this can be a lot. Imagine, mine is not even a bigger scale. I cannot imagine what like creators with half a million or more followers going through because this is a lot, <laughs> like a lot. Sometimes I feel like I want to just pull my hair or bang my head against the wall because I just don't want to deal with it. Like there are times, literally, <laughs> I, I just leave emails unread because I just don't want to deal with it. Like I'm just like, okay, I will come back to it tomorrow or the next day because I don't have the mental capacity to do it. And that's something you just like, I have to deal with as a creator, but that's a part that sometimes like I don't want to deal with because I feel like my main job should be just create a content and deal with it. And that's the part that, that makes me so happy, creating a content, shooting a content, doing that. But when it comes to certain times like negotiations and like signing a contract and reading all the bits and pieces, it can be a lot, like <laughs> a lot. And that's why I wanted to share with you guys and uh, because it's the reality. Like it's not always just going to the uh, events or going to movie premieres and getting free products. There is, There are more things that like we don't know about and I hope these just bring some clarification to that. Anyway, so that was the episode for today. I hope you guys like this episode. If you do, please don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And again, there will be a new episode next week, but I'll see you guys on the following week with a new episode. Bye, guys. <laughs>